and welcome to Signature Dish. I am your host, Hilary Boone. And I'm your other host, Francesca Orsini. Today, we are interviewing Tom Boone, brewer of beer in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm Tom Boone. I'm from Sutton, Vermont. And uh, I've had some successes and some disasters when it comes to cooking in my own kitchen. <laughs> you you grew up in New England. Yes. You moved to Austin, Texas in 2011. 2011. So you lived with a bunch of male roommates. Yes. What kind of things were you eating? Well, I was eating all sorts of things. They were eating mostly frozen and either rehydrated or thawed cuisine. <laughs> there were a lot of pierogies from um, Trader Joe's, pan-fried, but I was I was working then on what I would call my signature dish. Oh, wow. And what, what is your signature dish? Well, you've, it's something you've already covered slightly on this show, the, the stroganoff category, but I am <laughs> a more traditional chef when it comes to my stroganoffs. And do you know the, the ethnic origin of a stroganoff? I would assume German. <laughs> <laughs> Many would. You're not the first to make that assumption. We actually found out it's a Russian dish. Oh, the op. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> the offs. The offs. <laughs> the offs. Yeah, so what goes in your stroganoff? So I do a beef stroganoff that is a fusion of our mother's beef stroganoff stolen from our father's mother and a more traditional stroganoff recipe. Mm. So I will pan fry and sear the chopped mushrooms with a little bit of Dijon mustard and a little bit of tarragon. So I'll make a more traditional mix of, you know, traditions, traditional. It's throwing that word around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's making a lot of sense. Right, Go this on. is my signature dish. So yeah. if it's not traditional, then where did you get it from? Right. <laughs> so tomato soup, I use steak, not uh, stew beef, chopped up steak into cubes. Because I don't make it very often. If I'm going to make it, I'm going to go all out. Or all in, as it were. Right. If you were a gambling man. <laughs> Did your roommates eat this stuff? They would love when I cooked, um, but there were often additions of ketchup or other <laughs> items into the food. I seem to remember a condiment center on the coffee table. The coffee table was a condiment center, and not all of them were non-perishable. <laughs> Who bought the fish sauce? <laughs> what is that smell? <laughs> and many bottles of partially finished Cholula. That was a favorite. What is Cholula? It's a hot sauce like Tabasco. A little bit a bit more rounded flavor, if you will. Is it an Austin, Texas thing? It's a, it's a national thing. Hmm. Did you ever do holidays together at the house? We did holidays. Uh, we had a Thanksgiving adventure... Some would call it a debacle, but that would be a misnomer. <laughs> Set the record straight, Tom. So, first of all, I'd like to say that I learned a couple lessons. <laughs> we'll the, get to those later. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the turkey was about 20 pounds, and it was in the oven. All the other dishes were made in some varying levels of completeness the night before. Every pie crust had a different kind of alcohol or beer in the crust. Wow. We carved a pumpkin and then we pushed the pieces back in and filled it with a Schwartz beer and uh, brown sugar. And then we roasted it and made a pumpkin pie. Oh my God. Was it a happy pumpkin? It was not a happy pumpkin when we were done. <laughs> and we made a strawberry rhubarb pie, which 
if you try and get either of those in Austin at that time of year, they're either frozen or they're not looking too good. Mm. So since the rhubarb looked suspect, we used it, but we also added some mango and mint to really kick it up a notch. Mango, mint, strawberry, rhubarb pie. Right. And how many guests were you expecting? I was expecting about 12 guests. One of the residents of the house uh, woke up in time for dinner, but he did not eat, so we were short a man. Mm. The issue arose when we realized that the turkey was done and it was time to come out of the oven, and we had only bought a foil pan. So Mm. tin foil is not the most load-bearing of pans. Mm -mm. 20-pound bird. 20-pound bird. And I was barefoot because... (laughs) Because. Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of my style. Shoot from the hip, barefoot Contessa. <laughs> and as I withdrew the turkey from the oven, the pan suffered a fracture. Not a full <laughs> break, but a fracture. Yeah. And there was a good deal of grease. And the grease fell into the fire under the oven. Because our oven was more like a wood stove in that <laughs> if you looked down through the top of the oven, you could see inside. If you looked down through the uh, your burners. Yes. So insulation was at a minimum. And grease, uh, for those who may not be aware, is highly flammable. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the burning temperature is. All I know is that when it hits your feet... <laughs> You're inclined to scrape. <laughs> so you had flaming oil hit your feet? The oil that hit my feet wasn't flaming, but it was quite hot. <laughs> and then the screaming drew attention, which is the last thing that I wanted. Because <laughs> if there's one thing that ruins Thanksgiving, it's people realizing the oven is on fire. <laughs> That's what I... That was my first mistake. The pan, you know, that was a learning experience. The scream was a mistake. <laughs> For which only you can be held responsible. Right. Because, you know, it was more of a surprise scream than the fact that I had scalded my feet, which is pretty frequent in my cooking adventures. <laughs> As barefoot Contessa. I'm realizing it should probably be Contesso. Right. Contessa. Yeah. But, you know. They don't show you that on the show, the barefoot Contessa. She's just waltzing around. She looks cute. She looks put together. The few reveal back the layers of gauze the woman's feet. Right. Are a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Scarred over. Missing toenails. Boils. But the fire was real, and the fire was <laughs> contained within the oven, and my roommates came at the sound of the scream, and they were all offering advice, which did not provoke a good response from me. I believe I told them to, to get out, and I told my one roommate to look up online how to stop a grease fire, <laughs> which was more of a misdirection to get him out of the way, out of harm's way, and out of my way. There's some overlap. That was my roommate, Brian. So Brian went to look up how to set a grease fire off, too off. <laughs> and I got the fire extinguisher out, but I didn't want to use it because all of the food was ready. I had made strawberry rhubarb mango mint pie. (laughs) Traditional. Right, traditional. (laughs) We had stuffing. We had what was supposed to be green bean casserole with oysters, which turned into macaroni and cheese green bean casserole with oysters, which was quite good. Mm, (laughs) Traditional. Traditional. Again, (laughs) traditional. And these things were all set up and almost ready to be eaten. And there was no way... I would rather burn the house down 
with everyone inside, <laughs> then ruin my meal. And to be clear, you had told them to get out. I had told them to get out. <laughs> so if they were still inside, that was on them. Right. And for those who are listening who have experienced a grease fire, uh, it's frequently recommended that you throw flour on it, which we know now. <laughs> but Brian hadn't quite optimized his search, and he did not come back with that information until several hours later. <laughs> So, the fire extinguisher was used. Oh, no. Was it, like, a smoky black and fire? Like It was smoky, and I thought that we could just cut off its oxygen supply by leaving the oven closed. But the oven being uninsulated, it had several drafts, and, you know, it had a flume, really. <laughs> so, the smoke was coming out the top where the burners were. We spent about five minutes getting everything outside wrapped and secured. There was a dog involved, and someone was required to police the dog from eating all of the food. And we sprayed at the base of the fire in the oven the fire extinguisher, which is full of some kind of neon yellow death smoke, which extinguishes fires and also extinguishes taste buds. So no one else was caught in the blast except for me and a spotter, and everyone else was allowed to enjoy their Thanksgiving. Which was completed at a second location. <laughs> so you, did you pile into cars at that point? The turkey was piled into a car. And two went with the turkey and the biscuits, which hadn't been cooked yet. And the rest of us waited in the backyard. But you didn't drop the turkey when that hot grease hit your feet. You held on Again, to the Again, I would have rather watched the place burn. <laughs> there was a lot of yelling and there was a lot of love. And I would say that it was a banner Thanksgiving. <laughs> Was there any uh, lasting damage done to the kitchen or the oven? The oven wasn't used for about two months afterwards. <laughs> um, but it might have been normal based on the cooking patterns. Right, because we're more of a stovetop type situation mm. where, you know, things come in packages, the packages are added to water, and then the food is complete. Not so much a broiling or roasting situation. But after several months of sitting untouched, the oven required some heavy cleaner. That stuff is toxic, too. It's all toxic. It's all bad for you. I've smoked out of a house. My mom, we were cleaning. So we were moving out of an apartment. My mom, all the windows down, sprayed the oven cleaner. We had to, we had to run out. I could, I could feel, a, I could feel a taste. Is the only way to yes. describe it. I had a tingling tongue of poison. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, frequently, uh, it's a closed air system, especially in the summer, because people don't open their doors. So you don't have a proper ventilated space for any toxic chemicals. Mm. And after the Thanksgiving dinner, did, um, like, have you gotten back together for subsequent Thanksgiving meals? Were you bonded by this experience, or was it just kind of a flash in the pan, if you will? (laughs) Well, I resent the term flash in the pan. Uh, Flash happens on the feet, I think is what we On the feet and at the base of the fire. That's right. (laughs) But we did get back together. We have decided to latch on to other people's traditions to invite ourselves and others to outside events. I brought a pie to that Thanksgiving that we were invited to by ourselves. <laughs> and this was the worst pie I ever made because I used another shoddy oven at my roommate's new apartment, which cooked the outside of the crust to perfection and past perfection to the point of having been <laughs> badly scalded and burned. You push right on through. Right. 
perfection. To the other side. To the other side of perfection. And I was like, well, the crust is not going to be great. And that's <laughs> fine. I've come to terms with that. But when we cut it open, I heard a distinct sound that sounded as if the apples were raw. <laughs> and in fact, the apples were raw. Like a shh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like the sound of a sliced apple. Like the sound of scraping the ice off of your windshield. Yep. And it was... It sounds refreshing. It sounded refreshing. <laughs> and the thing about uncooked apples is that if you put a little bit of flour in there to thicken the pie up, the flour is lingers on the tongue. Yep. So it was burnt on the outside and raw in the middle, not unlike a, a cheeseburger of sorts. Mm. This is actually a theme on Signature Dish. <laughs> At some point we'll discuss the impatient chef. I don't know if it was a case of the impatient chef or a case of the unregulated oven temperature. Because it cooked for hours. There's no way, in my estimation, that it should have ended the way it ended. And I am very vigilant about making sure that no one opens the damn oven. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. That's a Texas barbecueism that I have taken to. Is it? Who taught you that? Uh, that's just, you know, it might be written on a wall, it might be on a sign, it might just be said to you at odd times during your meal. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. Thanks for joining us for Signature Dish. Have a safe trip back to Austin. Traditional. Traditional safe flight. Traditional safe flight. And May, thank you to you as well. Goodbye. Well, thanks for listening. You can check out other episodes of our podcast at signaturedishpodcast.blogspot.com.